Greetings once again to Disney Compendium Volume 7, uh, the 1945 quote, end quote, no, 1944 quote, end quote, classic Three Caballeros. That's because it opened in uh, 45 in the United States, but it was 44 in Mexico City. So yeah, Three Caballeros, Nick. Saludos, amigos. Blah blah. Nope. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Nope, nope. nope, that was last week. Uh, <laughs> it's it three caballeros. It's the same movie. Yeah. Oh boy, is it? Uh, well, I mean, it's not the same movie. It's got more short films in it and goes on for an extra hour. <laughs> Three, Three Caballeros is the really ill thought out YouTube fan film version of Saludos Amigos. Boy, I mean, you know, we couldn't escape it either. It's like, well, this is just like, I can't just zip on by it. it this is the, this is the seventh movie. This is the seventh theatrical movie they released. Yeah. In, in in from this studio and <laughs> boy, I, I, uh, I going into this, I was like, hey, you know, I liked that movie when I was a child, and I'm like, oh, uh. yeah, yeah. They, they, I, I, well, I think the one thing we can say is they went a little harder into the live action stuff this time around. Absolutely, yeah, anchors away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, like. And it's probably some of the more entertaining parts of the movie, like when they get like live music and stuff going on. But yes, it's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, like, saying it's the most entertaining part of this movie doesn't mean anything, you no, know? No, it really doesn't. Yeah, I mean, like, you get Aurora Miranda, who is Carmen Miranda's sister. You know? Yeah, it's like we couldn't afford Carmen Miranda, so we got Aurora Miranda. Just yeah. like you get Ava Gabor to the Zsa for yeah. the I don't understand. Like, yeah, maybe. I mean, also, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not, uh, we're just a couple of white dudes. So maybe Aurora Miranda in 1944 was a big, huge, massive deal. I couldn't really tell you. I confirmed <laughs> that she was not. Yeah, <laughs> but like you go to her like Wikipedia page and like her like headline photo is just a screenshot of her from this movie. So <laughs> trust me, I asked questions during my, my viewing. Of this. Oh yeah. So Nick got to experience this from a completely different perspective than I got to experience this. <laughs> uh, yes. My, uh, my wife, she's Hispanic. So therefore my in-laws are Hispanic and I watched this film with them today and they friggin' hated it. <laughs> My mother-in-law, who was the most entertained by it, go, at one point goes, oh, yeah, that thing. This movie's boring. <laughs> and, then, you know, and that's the thing. Like, in the 40s, and you're making a cartoon, essentially, but you make it just so mind-numbingly boring. Like, it's, there's no, like, like, if you could say anything about... Saludos Amigos is A, it was 43 minutes <laughs> and B, at least it had a goofy cartoon in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't really get that. I mean, you get 
the three Cavaleros, the end, you know, like one of the last, sh- not at the end, but, you know, one of the last shorts of it with, with introducing uh, the other bird. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Ponchito Pistoles. <laughs> yes. uh, this movie also taught us that Joe Carioca has, uh, he likes being, being physically and verbally abused by Donald Duck. Yeah. Yeah. It was, really into it. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's really, really into it. Uh, oh, Donald. Yeah, it's just very, yeah. Um, so the central conceit of the movie is that it's Donald Duck's birthday. Yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, it's, it's weird because, um, I don't know if that's like, like I, yeah. I don't know when his debut cartoon was, which I think was the Wise Little Hen. That sounds right. And I, yeah, it wasn't like you would think they would use that as a birthday, but no. Yeah. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse, they call his they call the release date of Plain Crazy, not Plain Crazy. <laughs> Because Plane Crazy was made first, but Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie. Uh, they used the release date of Steamboat Willie as Mickey Mouse's birthday, which, right. despite what I kept saying last week on the podcast, uh, not it's next weekend. It's the eighteenth. Exactly. I kept saying next weekend, next weekend, when it's clearly not the case, and I clearly knew it was the eighteenth because I said the eighteenth out loud. But uh, so let's well, well, for the sake of argument, let's pretend Donald Duck's birthday is. Friday the thirteenth, yeah, and that he murdered a bunch of teenagers up at Camp Crystal Lake. Yes, uh, well, no, he didn't. His mom did. Killer uh, <laughs> Killer <laughs> But um, yeah, that's a uh, that's a that's a real weird like conceit for this movie. Like, I don't know why that was <laughs> like like I feel like. Like I, I, they just realized based on the like last movie, it's like, oh, we need to frame this a little better. Last time it was just a bunch of old, you know, smoking animators staring out airplane windows. <laughs> smoking animators. Yeah. So you know remind me of like him opening all those presents at the beginning, and I don't know why, but you remember the the Garfield Christmas special when he has a machine that shoots out gifts. <laughs> yes. Very That's much. kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, yeah. This is right. yeah. So yeah, it's Friday the 13th. He's getting presents and You're he's welcome. opening presents from his friends in Latin America. Obviously, the conceit being that since uh, Saludos Amigos, like he's become really close to the country. Yeah. And if the first gift he gets is just a, is a film projector <laughs> loaded with a documentary <laughs> so, about a bird, like <laughs> you know. Donald immediately alerts the film and puts a snuff film in, and it's super weird. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. And Walt yeah. was going through some stuff at the time, so it was. <laughs> yeah, it was like. You know, none of it's none of these like documentary style things where they're trying to teach you stuff about Latin America will hold a single child's interest. It's all animated beautifully. I mean, I think I'll I'll admit that with this. And like the music is great because, you know, it's traditional Mm -hmm. Latin 
American music, you know, like it's there's more there's more music in general in this movie than the last one. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you got to pad out the timing a little better too when you're making it go from forty minutes to seventy four minutes or whatever. So, um, so yeah, you get like the the like, you get into like black magic and stuff in this movie, like <laughs> like that's how they. That's like he shrinks down to enter a book, and, yeah. and then and then Joe has to give him uh, use black magic to bring them back to their normal size. Like that's yeah, because Latin America is known for black magic. Yeah, that's yeah. Like what? <laughs> just like like yeah, you know that famous uh, Latin America thing, voodoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, first of all, like, at this point now, we're like, what, five minutes into the movie? And I haven't learned anything about altitude. Yeah. So, it's it's like, all right. So, I'm already. Yeah. So, and like, you know, he, you get like, then you, you, when you introduce, uh, uh, Panchito with his, uh, <laughs> with his, like, here's, here's the hit, here's some Mexico. Uh, stats for you if you're interested. You, know? <laughs> like, you can tell he's from Mexico because he has a sombrero on. He has a sombrero on. Yeah. yeah. And there's a pinata. <laughs> there's a pinata that Donald can't seem to hit. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's Donald. I mean, you know, yeah. he's always got always to be a big loser. And it's full of some weird stuff when he does hit it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> uh, uh, and then there's like, you know, and you got the whole firecrackers and <laughs> with with the with the birds smoking a cigar too, which is like <laughs> like we're going from the last uh movie where they had to get rid of goofy smoking to this one where it's just like, eh, that's the bird's gimmick. He smokes. He's got a cigar. He's from Mexico. Don't judge him. <laughs> uh, you know how you know how the last movie was kind of like it's not really racist. This one, this wasn't, this one wasn't so racist, except for like the maybe the penguins part. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. the cold blooded penguin is the name of the short. Yeah. 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 The penguin's name is Pablo. Yeah, <laughs> and his friends look like Speedy Gonzalez's friends from the old. Yeah. 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 Just like just caricatures and stuff, and it's like yeah. Oh, what he's going to the Galapagos? He's yeah, trying, yeah. It's a very it's this it's like it sort of feels like frozen a little bit where the snowman wants to go to live in the like he wants to see the summer, <laughs> he wants to see the sun. It's like yeah, you want to go to a climate that's going to kill you. <laughs> and how does he get there? He saws off a piece of his, the iceberg he lives on. Yeah, or the glacier he lives on. That's that's how that works. And, and uh, passes a lot of other islands on the way. Yeah. So but, yeah. Well, so yeah, there are seven segments in this one compared to the three that you got from Saludos Amigos, and that was Cold Blooded Penguin. Um, the one I forget what the one with uh, the flying donkey. <laughs> uh, uh, flying Gachito. Flying Gachito. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that boy, that's the, the description I gave you is basically the extent of the cartoon. Like it's Uruguay <laughs> and it's a flying donkey. 
named uh, Burrito. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah. The flying burrito, which uh, Tito Santana really really inspired him <laughs> later on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which uh, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that there's that, that's the extent of the short. It is like it's a flying donkey, Uruguay, showing you that nonsense, and yeah, <laughs> and, more, and and more Sterling Holloway. Yeah, love me some Sterling Holloway. He'll find him in everything <laughs> that Disney does. He walked past a bunch of islands, and then he went here. No, <laughs> there was one thing back when we were doing Fantasia that I forgot to mention, and it was uh, on the recent release of the Fantasia soundtrack that they put out. They actually have Sterling Holloway reading the um, Sorcerer's Apprentice poem, oh. <laughs> and it's. But, you know, it's Sterling Holloway. So, like, just to hear him, Winnie the Pooh, reading this little thing is, is it's kind of magical. Sterling Holloway reading some slam poetry. Yeah. Um, what's next? You got the, uh, the Aurora Miranda segment. Baya. Uh, Baya, yeah. Baya, yeah. Aurora Miranda, uh, not Carmen Miranda. Yeah, Aurora Miranda, the, the uh, whom yeah, I had to look up her on Wikipedia because like because I saw it, I was like Aurora Miranda, like is that is it like is that just was is Miranda like Smith in this like is it like it's, it just happens to be no that's her sister oh okay and like that is like the extent of her like career like. Like her Wikipedia. Okay, I'm just going to pull up her Wikipedia article because, yeah, here we go. She began her career at 18. Miranda appeared in several films, including The Three Caballeros, where she danced with Donald Duck, Hokkaido, and uh, singing the song. I, I'm i not going to butcher um, Spanish anything because I just. <laughs> but like that's her. But her on uh, her being in Three Caballeros is like her career highlight. <laughs> like. <laughs> Her picture is from Three Caballeros, and that's just that's that's just her thing. That's the and you, you just coasted off that the rest of her career. I was a Three Caballeros. Yeah, yeah. And that's and and she's introduced in the movie as a singing and dancing star from Brazil. Which and of course, if you're if you're a gringo and you're watching, you're like, okay, I guess maybe she's popular in Brazil. Yeah, you don't know. I didn't know. I'm like, I know Carmen Miranda. I like, I know who she is. Like, maybe it's just one of those things where it's like Carmen Miranda just happened to be the one that got huge, but it doesn't really appear that way. It just, <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. Then the then we have Lynn Manuel Miranda. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miranda's. Another another successful um, uh, singer <laughs> from the family, and another Disney uh, Disney affiliated. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So what was next? It was the Christmas one, right? Uh, Las Posadas. Yeah, Las Posadas. Yeah, just uh, the Mexico kids celebrating Christmas, doing the uh, uh, the, the Mary. <laughs> Reenacting the journey of Mary, <laughs> which is about as religious as Disney films got at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like ever really got like they don't really like they don't really touch down too much. No, 
like on that stuff like that you just went right into it like you have to when you're talking about culture when you're trying to talk culturally about these places like that stuff's a big deal and you know a lot of regions and it sort of defines a lot of regions so mexico has a lot of catholic guilt yeah (laughs) and and what was uh, las posadas is posadas is shelter right um yes yeah or like hotel in or something. Yeah, house, like your house in or it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where it can mean like three or four different things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that, yeah, it was just like this little weird little Christmassy tale in the middle of this thing. Like this thing that it, well, actually, I was gonna say this thing didn't come out at Christmas, but I think it did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, December twenty first, nineteen forty four, in Mexico. So it was uh, that, that kind of makes sense. It was timely. When it came out in America, it was February, so Christmas is long come. And you know how this country is. Once Christmas is well, February, you're already looking at uh, Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> yeah, like, like for this, this for not to get off topic, but this year Halloween cut got, got his butt kicked to the side for Christmas. Yeah, it's like yeah, the, the, the pumpkin hasn't even started decaying yet. Yeah. Christmas trees coming up. <laughs> um. Then you get the just the the tour of Mexico short. Just <laughs> wait, but we we can't talk. We can't. We have to talk about the flying serape. Yes, there yeah. are, which huh? <laughs> uh, just just yeah, it's a magic carpet, <laughs> but it's a serape because it's we're in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> and, even though they're birds, that all three of them are birds. Yeah. Three of them are birds. They can and like, none of them are flightless birds. So, no. So yeah, I don't. I don't know what the hell this whole oh, thing. Oh, was. Mexico. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and, and Donald Duck just really wanting some human ladies. Oh yeah, where he's he's totally creeping on that beach. Yeah, and he ends and up just, and he ends up kissing Joe, <laughs> and discovering a little bit about himself in the process. Yeah, that was uh, that was a that was kind of a big deal when the movie came out. That was like when the reviews were coming in, people were really complaining. Like Donald Duck's lust for human women is uh, should not be in this movie, and this is not good for kids. Don't do this. It's, it's, it's like a Serious talking point. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, I, and you can't like you. You see that you read that, and you're like, yeah, I, I understand. I get what you're coming from with that. That's to be, to be fair, Donald yeah. Duck being being super thirsty is a theme throughout the rest of this film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Particularly at the end, or well, the the, the you belong to my heart, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah he's the, nervous. these 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 uh, Mexican ladies are sun are just tanning on a beach, having fun. Yeah. And they're skimpy. They're skimpy, I guess, for the forties outfits. And here comes Donald, just like hey, doing the whole like Tex Avery auga auga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think like the the last string of this movie with the you belong to my heart and Donald's surreal reverie is like you know it's sort of the 
the more complete segment of the movie, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I can confirm though that uh, Dora Luis, uh, who did the part, this part, was actually a big deal. Okay. Uh, so my my mother in law did get for me. Oh, I know her. She was yeah, she was popular. I'm like, great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm just taking notes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's. It, yeah, I, I don't. It's just like they tried to pretty up the sort of. This one felt far less like propaganda, and more like uh, a like you would you would pick this up at like a travel agency. <laughs> yeah. Well, the weird part is like so this 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 little uh, painting of Mexico City drops down. Yeah, that Albuquerque almost falls through. And then Dora Lu- Luis's head, floating head, appears. Yeah. And Donald immediately smitten. Yeah, just immediately smitten. Um, yeah, so this movie just, like, it it came out. It was, it was, like, relatively uh, pretty big deal. I mean, it made over $3 million. It wasn't like, you know, it's 1945 in the United States by the time it comes out. Uh, you know, America is sort of doesn't care anymore. <laughs> well, this movie actually had like the, uh, the the end credits had like the uh, in, the Brazilian flag, the Mexican flag, and the, uh, the American flag. Like, see, we're all together on this. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let the Germans live here. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the, the thing is, it's still part of the whole, like, uh, hey, man, look at Latin America. Because World War II is still going on at this point. Not for much longer, but it's still going on. Yeah. I mean... But but it's but you know it's at the point now where things are starting to like the war the war is starting to turn a little bit and yeah I only few months away what this comes out in February here and the war's over by September I think is the end of the war what you're saying is this end of the war yes this has ended the war this war (laughs) yeah the Germans are like oh you know what via sorry. It was like between this and the Fuhrer's face, we just can't keep up anymore. Yeah, it was like like Disney just absolutely destroyed us in Uh, everything we believe. So, (laughs) Um, kind of going back to something, you know, I I had kind of said this movie's not really uh, racist in any way, which it's not. Yeah, it's not in the sense that it really plays into the overly sexualized Latin women thing. We're like they're just trying to seduce you the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That, that that got a few clucks of the tongue when I was watching this film. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh yeah, of course. I'm just trying to like. I didn't make the movie. I didn't make the movie. It's not my fault. It is your fault for making them watch it, but. I didn't make them watch it. I was like, hey, I'm watching this thing. Do you want to sit down and watch this? I guess. <laughs> I wonder, because I'm reading uh, uh, that this movie was re-released in 1977. Mm-hmm. 
in theaters, which why? <laughs> like World War Two is so far gone by this point. The soul of the movie, and, and it's you know thirty years later at this point. Like culturally, every things have changed in these countries now. Like Heat of Star Wars and Smokey the Bandit. Yeah, and it was, but it got edited to being forty-one minutes by that point, and I was like, I want that version. I want that version. Like, uh, I mean, you're right though that the, the musical numbers are nice, but yeah. there's too many of them, and they go on for too long. Yeah, that's yeah. It's like some of them are just like short enough to like barely be just be completely empty calories. Like it was almost like a. Are like an animation exercise for the animators to keep them go- to keep them busy <laughs> and limber for when the war is over and they can finally start making cartoons again. There's a, <laughs> but then others just kind of keep going. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. This is Mexico, beautiful. <laughs> you really know, and I don't know if it's just how the version I watched, but you know, occasionally, like when. Uh, animation and live action intermix, and the animation takes on this weird grayed out quality. Yeah, it, it took a noticeable dip here. Well, I mean, this is the '40s. This would be like it's it's not like it hadn't been done before, but this is a significantly like one of the first like major blendings of the two. Right. So, I mean, because like usually it was um, like live actor in an animated world. Yes. That was more common. That's how Disney got sort of their start because they were doing these Alice shorts where it was a real girl in a cartoon world uh, inspired by Alice in Wonderland. Uh, But this one, they flip it with this and it's, you know, cartoons in a live world. Yeah. And and as we all know, the, uh, the live actor in a cartoon world, uh, they really culminated in cool world. So yes. Peak. It's a cool world. Cool world. Yeah. A Brad Pitt classic. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Hollywood, if she could. But uh, so yeah, it um, it even when it came out, it didn't. It wasn't particularly well received. It was fine, but everyone's just like, it's gorgeous. It's, yeah. No. It looks great, but you know, it's 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 more flash than substance. Was one review, and that's pretty much it. That's accurate. Like because even like from a sort of, if you look at it from an educational standpoint, there's no education. There's very little education. Yep. You learn, you, you you don't really, uh, and it, it may come. You know, maybe it's because you know we're from a different time. I mean, it may have been educational in the 40s or something. Ooh, I've got dogs barking. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but, like, yeah, in the 40s it may have been educational because people weren't traveling as much and people weren't, you know, doing things but uh, like that. But, like, now, you know, we, you know, we watch, you know, movies from Mexico now and things. Like, we have a much firmer grasp of other countries and because of TV, because of movies, probably, you know, because of movies like this, but better produced. <laughs> or just like, you know, like exposure to more people from different yeah. cultures. Because, you know, we went to a back in the 40s, like, oh, they have flying carpets there. Yeah. yeah. And altitude's not an issue. 
Yeah, it, it's got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that just seems egregious to me. <laughs> Peter Travers says, eh. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it made, it made $700,000 in Mexico. So that's pretty good for an American film going to Mexico about Mexico. So. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it it's only partly about Mexico. It's still a lot about like South America, and yeah, you kind of get to Mexico later on. But it's it's still don't know. I don't. I, I just I, I ask questions of my uh, my contemporaries in the room, and just like, eh, I guess that was a thing, <laughs> or eh, that seems accurate, or not really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um. But it's funny that the like for the most part, like the three Cavaleros have had staying power. Like, yeah, in uh, which will come up in one of our uh, our uh, our our discussions here in, in a bit. Yeah, they they still uh, have a presence in a few things. Yeah, so I mean, can you think? I mean, there's there's there is absolutely zero. Usually I like to get into like the, the behind the scenes of these things and the production and stuff, but there's nothing to it. It's the same story as last week. They, they use this as an excuse to go on a vacation, uh, get some, get some, uh, get some footage, uh, experience the countries that they're writing about a little bit and come back and make a cartoon for, you know, goodwill purposes trying to like drum up support of Latin American countries and you know things like that so I mean there's not really there's no the, the drama just comes from the fact that it's World War II still the studio this is sort of the best the studio can do theatrically they're not going to be able to release a movie um, because you- there's no money there's no money coming into the studio the studio is focused 100% on the war effort making short films for them, making, you know, propaganda stuff for them. And, you know, the, and the money that the money that they're getting is being paid to produce these shorts and stuff and movies and stuff. So there's no potent, there's no way they're making an, a normal theatrical film at this point on top of, you know, because of the war effort, even if they wanted to, even if the military hadn't set up shop at the studio, you know, you're not releasing a movie in Europe because the war is going on. There's a, there's not a lot of supplies, you know, everything's going towards the war effort. You know, there's some of your animators or some of the people that were reworking there is, are off at war. So you just, even if best case scenario, this is still the best movie they could put out. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and you, you kind of mentioned, I think it was, was it last week maybe that this Donald Duck is at this time more popular than Mickey. So that's why. Oh, he absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, so like th- this is, I mean, these, these two movies back to back are the Donald Duck movies. I mean, yeah. it, it's weird uh, that, um, Mickey hasn't even had a sort of featuring role in like the, the, the most he gets featured in, uh, uh, theatrical movies would be Fantasia. Yep. And a movie we'll be doing in a couple of weeks, Fun and Fancy Free. And that's sort of it. And they're just regular small Mickey Mouse. Like, they're just regular Mickey Mouse shorts. Like, you know, um, there's nothing particularly 
you know, it's not, it's not focused around it. It's their, their package features. And it's like, he's just a small part of it. Like in this movie, Donald Duck is the star of this movie. This is a Donald Duck movie. Yeah. Uh, Saludos Amigos, maybe not so much. I mean, he's sort of like, he's in it. He's in it, but like, but Goofy is in it too. And he probably has a more prominent role in the sense of where he has a whole segment just of him being, doing a Goofy short, a typical, like, it's not too far removed from being a, what Goofy's shorts were at the time of, you know, how to play baseball, how to play golf, how to ski, how to, like, how to be a, a gaucho, you know, it's essentially what the, what that short was but this one it's everything the the plot conceit is all about donald duck's birthday it's him opening presents it's him getting some friends to hang out with and visiting latin america you know so and him trying to get hook up with uh, uh women all across latin america that's everyone the- with the pulse donald duck is, is yeah. there yeah so um, it's just funny to see it that way. And I'm just like, oh, wow, there's like, this is a Donald Duck movie. I mean, it really is. And it's kind of interesting in that regard. Still not good, but. No, it, it is. I will get our rankings in a bit, but it, it's still better than Caballeros. Yes. I, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. I, Amigos. I, it's I, better than Amigos. I, I was I was joking with you that like I like I want to give Saludos Amigos the edge because it's only uh, <laughs> it's only forty minutes and it, yeah. it, it doesn't it it it, it doesn't want to waste my time. Yeah, <laughs> but it does. But you can probably find forty minutes of better material in this movie. Yeah, I think you could probably. I mean, they clearly did because they released a forty-minute version of this theatrically. Uh, apparently, theatrically to. Oh, where was it? Uh, theatrically to accompany the movie, uh, never a dull moment. So, huh. which it was a uh, a Dick Van Dyke movie, live action movie from Disney was doing at the time um, in the '60s. So '60s live action uh, movie. So that that was something that they did. They would when they did re releases, they would just package old shorts and stuff with them like they used to always do so just in case you give me a more hey you're gonna be here all day yeah um this was also this also aired on tv it did uh, as part of the whole disneyland series um but it was like again it was shortened and they it wasn't three caballeras anymore it was a present for donald yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah, and which makes more sense as a as a title for what this is. Like the three caballeros part, just barely means anything. And the overall, they, yeah, it's three. It's three friends hanging out. Like, yeah, okay. But it's really a movie about Donald Duck getting presents. In it also got the the VHS. But they change it to Christmas. They they change it to Christmas for that for that version of it instead of his birthday. Uh, yeah, it got that right clamshell VHS uh, release in the eighties. Yeah, let's see. When did VHS was... come out? The VHS came out in eighty seven. Wow. Yep, sounds about oh, right. No, eighty two. It originally came out. Then it came out again in eighty seven. Then again in ninety four. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah, that got, that got this got released three times on VHS and twice on Betamax. <laughs> And three times on Laserdisc. 
<laughs> and you said earlier this year you got the Blu-ray release, right? Yep. Uh, back in January, they put out the Blu-ray release for what seems like two months, and then it disappeared, and you can't find it anymore. So I never got a copy. Never found it. Never saw it. Never. <laughs> you, you seem super upset about it, too. I am devastated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again... I would recommend if you wanted to watch this, just watch the documentary instead. Walton El Grupo. I think it's a more interesting story and you see a lot more of Latin America in that documentary than you do <laughs> like actual Latin America and stuff. I, I mean, the only reason to actually sit through and watch this, if you're not recording a podcast yeah. um, is, is if you're just a big Donald Duck fan, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, yeah, it's because it's the Donald Duck movie. The for I mean, it's not. I'm not. It's not even like being euphemistic or like just like jokingly saying it. No, it's like Donald Duck is the Donald Duck, Duck movie. It's, and it's Donald Duck being as Donald Duck as humanly possible. Right. So uh, let's talk about some of the other stuff. Like we'll get to our usual suspects of things that we talk about. Um, Video game. Uh, not that I'm aware of. No, there's no, like, nothing starring them. Um, I don't even think, I can't think of the three amigos. I was about to call them the three amigos. I do it too. I can't. It's this whole podcast, I had to keep going, I want to say three amigos. Yeah, that's a totally different Disney thing that we're never going to cover in this particular round because it's My not. Buttercup. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, nothing there. Um, theme park stuff there is. Uh, I think we, it's the same stuff we talked about last week because like they appear in uh, the California version of Small World and they have a presence in Epcot in the World Pavilion. Uh, for now, isn't it? Isn't it slated to become Coco? I think so. <laughs> I think yeah. last I heard, yeah. But um, which would probably be better? I'd rather see Coco than yeah. California. California Adventure had a when that movie was coming out had a really nice overlay in the um, uh, in the California Adventure, uh, like where where the like remember where the uh, Sunglass Hut is and stuff. Over California Adventure. I've actually never been to California Adventure. Oh, wow, you've been. To, I yeah, was, I get I've been to, you, live in, you live in California, and I've been to California Adventure way more than you have. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they they did a nice um, overlay of uh, for Coco when it was coming out theatrically. Theatrically, um, for no, like, so I, can picture, I can picture them doing sort of setting up. Um, uh, Epcot sort of exactly the same way as how they overlaid it in California Adventure. So, um, if, if you want to, if you, hey, you know what the Rainforest Cafe is that downtown Disney is like, yeah, dog, I'm there. <laughs> was what? the Rainforest Cafe was <laughs> some say that gorilla is still screaming. Jeez. Oh boy. The only time I've ever been to that restaurant was the downtown Disney one, and I've never been back since. And sometimes it's just like, I'm starving. Not Rainforest Cafe, that's for sure. <laughs> I would rather go to the Wetzels. Yeah. I, I, I want to go to the I want to go to the churro cart and then get a, a 
some cotton candy and just like really just make myself feel like garbage as opposed <laughs> to getting sitting next to a howler monkey. <laughs> because just just some context, folks, we're kind of getting off track. There's, there, there, there used to be a restaurant in downtown Disney next to Disneyland and in California Adventure, like in between, yeah. called the Rainforest Cafe. And it had a tropical theme. There was a screaming animatronic gorilla in this, <laughs> in this restaurant yeah. that gave off a shriek. <laughs> it's funny because we got the only time I was there, we were sat right next to it. Like it was, I, it, me too. When my yeah, wife so went for our honeymoon, shared, we shared a table at this nonsense. <laughs> Just. And, and and people know like Rainforest Cafe is not a Disney thing. Like no, but there was yeah, yeah, there used to be one out here in my neck of the woods up in Seattle. Well, not Seattle, but SeaTac area. But uh, uh, never went there. Refused <laughs> because you knew. I knew. I knew. You I knew the best, best case scenario that gorilla's not there, but there's still. It's filled with screaming animatronics still, regardless of regardless of where you are. It's not there now at the uh, California Adventure because they were shutting everything down to build a hotel that the city of Anaheim has decided against after they – it's a big, complicated thing. So it sounds like it might be – they're trying to get it reopened. They're like, hey, man, we <laughs> – we were doing good business and you shut us down and now there's no reason to be shut down. <laughs> so uh, yeah. that gorilla may live again. <laughs> Just put the gorilla in the ESPN sport zone. <laughs> now that's definitely gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. The gorilla would, terrible Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> the gorilla would probably fit in like just spray paint it white and put it in the Matterhorn. <laughs> Spray paint it white and then like sell it to Universal so they can make a a rampage ride. <laughs> go. Now we're talking. Um, uh, but uh, this this itself is a sequel, so it's like, is there a sequel to the sequel, Nick? There is not. There's not, but there's kind of. In the Philippines, there is a 13 episode TV series called The Legend of the Three Caballeros. Huh, that I didn't know. Yeah, it was like, it was part of like this app that's in the Philippines. And yeah, there's 13 episodes of, of a, uh, of, of the Three Caballeros. I, I've never heard of it. I learned about it during this whole thing. And, and, and it's got like a weird cast because I saw like, uh, uh, like, D. Bradley Baker is in it. Wayne Knight is in it. <laughs> um, so it looks like it came out in the Philippines uh, in June. And it's coming out here next year. Yeah. Pro- I'm assuming to go on Disney, Disney Plus is what they ended up calling it, right? They're All the streaming service? Like I'm, like, I'm assuming it's coming out on their app when it comes if out. If it were like an XD thing, but maybe not. Yeah. So, yeah, Three Cavaliers TV show. That's it, it, I was. It blew my mind. You demanded it. Like, not only is it, not only was there a TV show, it is a TV show this year. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's yeah. like, you know, you know what we should do. 
Yeah. And not only that, but they were on the new DuckTales as well. They were. You're right. (laughs) So they are having, they are, they're, they were having a Saludos Amigos, Three Caballeros Renaissance. We're in the midst of it right now. We're going (laughs) to, I'm surprised they didn't appear in Coco. Uh, much like old, much like every old actor, Joe Carioca is going to do a, a movie where he's a retired CIA agent uh, taking on these guys who kidnapped his daughter. <laughs> I would, I, I would watch that. <laughs> just Ponchito, like yeah. just show in on a serape. Yeah, just a flying serape. Yeah, it's a movie. It's just, it's just called Pistoles. Pistole. <laughs> oh, thank God, I want this movie to happen. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Nick, I, we've, we've covered all the bases. I mean, this, we usually talk about the music a little bit. We've already done that. We kind of covered that pretty well. Um, it was nominated for best score that year at the Academy Awards and best sound recording. So, yeah, the music was perfectly fine. It's probably, probably one of the best parts of the movie altogether as a package, I would think. Um, but um, but I, not great. Like I will never watch this movie again. This is probably the last time I will ever see this movie. Uh, like <laughs> honestly, it, to be to be fair, if if it weren't for us recording this podcast, we wouldn't have watched it at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you probably would have gotten me to watch uh, Saludos Amigos again, simply because it's like a special feature on that Walt Disney. El Grupo documentary that I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just on there and it's like, I'll watch this for 15 minutes or put on the goofy short or something. But like, there was no short on this that like made me like that. I, that you, you could take out of the movie and I would want to watch on its own. <laughs> maybe, maybe the penguin short, I guess on its own is yeah, okay. But, but no, it's still bad. It like, is still bad, but I'm saying like, as far as like, you had to pick out one thing. I'm like, I guess this. Thing. Yeah, like if there's like, you have to watch one segment of this movie. Yeah. I guess the penguin one uh, would, or the one with, or the one with Aurora Miranda. Why not? At least it's got some catchy music in it. With the, the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> at this time of year, at this time of day, localized yeah. entirely with your cartoon. In Latin America. <laughs> May I watch it? No. So uh, I have been compiling our lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go through your list, Nick. We're going to go through it right now because I think that's what we're, I think that's what we're good for. Uh, yeah. So number, so I'm just going to ask if you think it's, <laughs> I'm going to start from the top and you're going to tell me if it's uh, better or worse than the movie. If uh, you know how this works, you watch GiantBomb.com. Yeah ranking of fighters so it's the yeah. exact same rule set this is science <laughs> so you'd be jeff and i'd be ben i guess <laughs> i feel like it's accurate yeah neither of us are good jason uh <laughs> that this this is an audience of like five that we're talking <laughs> for this so <laughs> anyways um nick is it better or worse than dumbo uh it's worse than dumbo is it better or worse than fantasia it is worse than fantasia uh, your number three is it better or worse than Pinocchio? Uh, not as good as Pinocchio. Your number four is it better or worse than Snow White? It's worse than Snow White. 
Your number five. Is it better or worse than Bambi? It is actually worse than Bambi. And your number six. Is it better or worse than Saludos Amigos? It's... Well, you told me you told me explicitly we're not allowed to have ties. We're not allowed to have ties. So I guess just based on the fact that the music's a little bit better, and there's actually some. I mean, I guess there's a plot to it. This this is better than Saludos Amigos. Okay, so it's now so Saludos Amigos still hanging out at the bottom of your list. Yep, and this one gets the new sixth spot on your list. I'm typing yep. it in. Now, three Cavaleros, or three cabs, because it's a spreadsheet, and it's not going to act. You get it. I, my list goes Fantasia. Worse I'm guess this is not better than Fantasia. It's worse than Fantasia. It's worse than Snow White. It's worse than Pinocchio. It's worse than Dumbo. It's worse than Bambi. I, I, see... I want to say Three Caballeros at least has, like, it's a more fully fleshed out movie. Yeah. I, I could say like, that's a thing. But, like, uh, Saludos Amigos is at least only 40 minutes. I think that was the joke I kept saying. At least it's only 40 minutes. Okay. And I do, in its own little quaint way, I really like that goofy short. It's silly. You learn absolutely nothing about it. It means nothing. There's like, what? You're learning nothing (laughs) in the middle of that short. It's just like a goofy cartoon in the middle of it. And so it's like, if it were just that, (laughs) I think I would probably like the movie more. But, um, but I agree that as an overall movie, the the Caballeros is a better movie. Not by much. Not by much. Better by much. It is the, the, the thickness of the line that is separating them on this uh, spreadsheet that I've got opened up here is still like you know what a, you know what a cell looks like on Excel. Yeah, yeah. that line, that line, is, too, that line is too thick. <laughs> Uh, he's, uh, he's green. He absorbed the uh, Android 17 and 18. Uh, yes, so, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yes, you know exactly what cell looks like. Yeah. Uh, but no, like it's, 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 it, I mean, it is a Dredrick Tatum dice with congenital heart defect. God, yeah. 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 Homer. Yeah. Homer won because his opponent died on his way to the ring. So, and that's just the exact same thing here. It is the exact same thing. But like, but seriously, like, you know, yes, um, uh, Saludos is 40 minutes long, but there, you can probably f- pull 40 minutes of better material out of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Because, uh, like, cause like, with Saludos Amigos, that goofy short is the only, like, good part of the movie. <laughs> because, I mean, I guess you could see, I think this movie executes its purpose better. Yes. Sell yes. you on a Latin well, America. I think it's selling. I think it sells Latin America better. Like the first one feels like it's trying to sway public opinion, like in a weird way, like like trying to like make you think of Latin America in a way you're not supposed to think of Latin. Like you know what I mean? Like trying to break you of your racist thinkings of Latin yeah. America. Well, this one just feels like a travelogue. 
Like this one really feels like, uh, come visit beautiful Mexico. You know, <laughs> like Look at all the beautiful women that, yeah. that you have to fight ducks for. Yeah. They're floating heads above Mexico City. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this movie missed out. Well, I mean, I guess it was a time period. If this movie had been made like 10 years later, I guarantee you we would have got a Lucha Libre segment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, even at the time when this came out, it's not like that was, you know, not a, not a big thing in that country already. Like <laughs> Donald Duck just, like, happened, like a scene with El Santo. Yeah. I mean, boy, if it had – this would probably go above Bambi if it had an El Santo scene yeah. in the middle of this movie. <laughs> Why didn't we get the El Santo segment? Yes. Just oh, El Santo, like... What could have like, been this alternate reality Disney where El Santo is a Disney princess? <laughs> well, technically, now, keep in mind, El Santo did show up in a Disney movie. Oh, that's very true. That's yeah, very you're, true. You're right. Uh, so, skeleton El Santo shows yes. up in Coco. Eventually, he did show up in Coco. So, I, so there we go. It took a while. <laughs> the long con played out finally, and he showed up. He fought the El Santo. <laughs> but well, can you imagine like a live action El, El Santo like doing a flying head scissors on animated Donald Duck? And oh. just how that would have been animated. Oh, that would have been so good, though. Yes. So good. Yeah, because, like, you know how they would have had to have like filmed that. Like, yeah. Have to have gotten uh, a little person and animate over them. <laughs> <laughs> Santos beating them up. <laughs> just picture that in your minds. <laughs> I, I feel like if, I think if that just like two minutes of that would have made <laughs> would this be the strong contender for number one? <laughs> oh. contender. oh, now we're fantasy booking Disney. Fantasy booking. Yeah. Did you about doing his little timber tantrum like thing where he does this with his fist, but he yeah. El Santo and El Santo's like no selling it. Yeah, he's There's doing that, thing, that cartoon thing where he's like rolling up his sleeves, but it's just his feathers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, I figure I, this actually went out. We talked a lot longer than I expected about it, but I did say we we're going to talk a little bit about Mickey Mouse yeah. since we're quickly approaching his 90th birthday. And um, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but we kind of forgot a lot of stuff, like none of the housekeeping stuff. There was no giving out links. There was no, I had to correct some things. So there's a whole intro that I recorded separate from what we did, <laughs> explaining what was going to, how it was playing out. So yeah, no, I, I, but you know, yeah. we're, we're kind of, we're kind of doing this by the seat of our pants most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. But that's good. The improvisational skills are a must in this. Uh, <laughs> from the audience. <laughs> but um, I, I just figured we'd talk a little bit about black and white Mickey Mouse stuff. Yeah. Like, um, it's not much. Just a little bit. Talk about some of the things. Like, how much Mickey Mouse stuff have you watched, like, in terms of just his shorts career? Not like, you know, weird movies and things, which is like the actual, like, Black and white era shorts. Uh, black and white era. I've seen. I've seen a decent amount. I would say like maybe the early color Mickey is where I kind of like. You know, I, like Mickey's trailer. Like I said, yeah. it's my favorite Mickey short. But um, and Lonesome Ghost, I love. Yeah. 
but I, I the appeal for black and white Mickey Mouse to me is, uh, you know, I, t- I talked about why I love Bugs Bunny because he's an antagonist. Yes, and that's why I like black and white Mickey Mouse. He's yeah. an antagonist. Yo, it's like like yeah, he's. So I just got uh, the 90th anniversary um, Mickey Mouse set because they put out a Blu-ray set of the um, of 13 through the era start at Steamboat Willie and with Get a Horse Mickey Mouse stuff. And so I, I put it, I was like, it's been not super long, but it's been a little bit since I watched Steamboat Willie. Um, and yeah, Mickey Mouse is, yeah, he's a real great A jerk in that movie. Like yeah. he's just really just abusing the hell out of animals. <laughs> if, uh, was it Haunted House that has some really messed up stuff in it? Yeah. 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 But, like, there, that's the only... Um, Steamboat Willie is the only black and white short on the set. It's kind of weird. Like, I've, I, I would have liked to have seen some other stuff. Like, I, I love playing crazy. I like playing crazy more yeah. than Steamboat Willie. It's a better short altogether. It is. It is. Absolutely um, is. And it's the first one. It's the first one they made. Um, but it's not the first one to come out because it was when sound cartoons were brand new. And, like, they were already done with it. And then sound came out. And they're like, oh, we can never go back. Like, this is already old hat. It's not even out yet. Like, we have to make a sound cartoon first. <laughs> so we have to be the first ones out. Um, so... I guess- I guess the appeal, what I really like about the black and white Mickey, and I guess this is kind of true of like a lot of black and white uh, films from that era, is like yeah. all the animals or all the characters have these really super like springy appendages, appendages yeah, where their arms do things they shouldn't, and just like yeah, and, and weird that's, fluidity to them, and that's very much um, of Iwerks. Yes, that, that's his. That's his style. That's how he wanted to make cartoons. Um, and you know, that dates back. So before Mickey Mouse, there was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Yeah. Um, uh, so the, the story goes, the, the, so the history of Mickey Mouse, the, the, there's, there's, there's the truth. And then there's the Disney's version of it kind of thing. You know, you get a lot of stuff where it's like he was on a train ride home and then he like came up with Mickey Mouse. And that was like it was much more than that. Um, The thing about Disney that's really interesting is that everything is documented. Every letter that Walt ever sent is kept. Every memo, every 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 like uh, telegraph that they sent or whatever, like you know, Western unions, anything like it's all there. There's a, they've kept all of it. So there is, you can pretty much track the history of everything. So as much as they try to rewrite history, you know, facts are facts. Uh, Well, also like keep in mind how often Disney got sued. So having that stuff is probably beneficial in a lot of ways. Well, and especially back in these days where Walt was, you know, the studio was working um, 
you know, hand to mouth kind of stuff. Like there was no money and just sort of keeping a paper trail is it's a good idea. It's yeah. a show that you're not, I'm not wasting the money. We're working our butts off with this kind of stuff. And, you know, he, he would always write letters to teachers and things like that. Um, but yeah, eventually, so, uh, well, the, like the first major hit that they had were the Alice shorts that we talked about earlier. Right. Um, but then like animal cartoons were these, they're officially in animation. They're funny animal, which is animals with human, they're anthropomorphic and act and talk and move like humans. So they right. just they look like the animal, but they just live like humans. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, flip the frog, uh, Felix, the cat. Um, these were, you know, some of the earlier funny animal cartoons that, you know, these characters are based off of, you know, inspired by, you know, Mickey Mouse wasn't the first, like no. Mickey Mouse wasn't even the first Disney like cartoon. It's like the, the, you know, Oswald predates Mickey Mouse and, um, you know, Walt got it effectively stolen from him. It didn't really get stolen in the sense, but in, like in his mind's eye, it was because it was like, it's my creation. And, you know, he was having, they were having some disputes with, uh, with uh, Charles Mintz, who was like the distributor and through Universal and stuff. And push came to shove and eventually Walt gets pushed out. They keep Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, he keeps some of the animators. And so Walt now is, has no character and like nothing to sell. So, you know, this is where Mickey Mouse comes from. Um, you know, it's not just all of a sudden like, oh, he, he, oh, he was, he always liked mice because they were trying everything. Like, you know, it's like, we'll try bears and frogs and cats, but like, these are all things that existed. Uh, you know, you can't make a cat cartoon because there's already Felix the cat. You can't make a frog cartoon because there's Flip the Frog, you know, cows aren't cute and, you know. Oh, neither are horses. They would show up later on in Disney stuff with like, you know, horse, horse collar and stuff. But, um, uh, so, but so eventually just through Mickey Mouse exists through necessity, just like it's an easy character to draw. It's, you know, three circles and it's, it's easy enough to draw to be consistent from frame to frame, which is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know, I, and I get, I know you're, Obviously, the bigger uh, Disney buff than I am, but you know, like my my kind of uh, rediscovery of Mickey Mouse started after actually with Epic Mickey. Yeah. Playing, was it like about five or six years ago that game came out? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And kind of going, all right, Mickey used to be freaking awesome. Yeah, and so oh boy, that story. The story of how Epic Mickey could even get made in the first place, because even when like the, in order to make that game, they needed to get Oswald back, because despite the Disney, you know, being Disney in this time period, they Universal still owned um, Oswald, right? And Warren Spector wanted to use Oswald in the game, but they didn't have him. Um. So, it, and they were still released. Not they at the time they weren't, but after obviously after Walt left and they kept Epic uh, Epic Mickey Mickey uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, they kept making Oswald cartoons. 
Yeah. Um, the character changed dramatically. It wasn't the Disney style Oswald. It became a much more cuter family, fluffy bunny kind of thing, but they were still making this thing. So as in 2006, um, they, uh, uh, Disney struck a deal with um, NBC Universal. Um, and you know what the story is with that, right? Um, let, let me ask you a question. Did it, have, does it involve Namor? <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely does not, unfortunately. I thought, like, they just, we just we're gonna trade you Namor. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, Mariner for Oswald. No, it, it was um, Al Michaels. The, the announcer. The play-by-play announcer. So Disney gets uh, well, Oswald. They bring him for, to, so, to DC for fo- football, right? Yeah. Yes, so so Al Michaels could uh, go to NBC for, for Sunday Night Football. So <laughs> so that was the deal, effectively. You know, it's not it's not as one-to-one as that, it, it, but, and, like, that's how it played out. It was just like, okay, we get Oswald back. That's awesome. Imagine being Al Michaels, where it's like, I was traded for a cartoon. <laughs> like, I was the miracle on the ice, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's the story of how Disney got Oswald back. They wanted the video game and wanted to make that video game, and they didn't have Oswald, so in order to get Oswald, they needed to trade N- to NBC for something. They needed to pay him. And they paid him with Al Michaels, so and Al Michaels bucks, yeah, which it has about in modern uh, in modern currency, it has about the same value as Disney dollars. So <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry, Al Michaels, that was a very very mean joke. <laughs> but I mean, it was yeah. I mean, at least they, you know. And again, not to talk about the game too much, but it, it, I'm glad that because he's central to that game. Oswald, oh, yeah. central Oswald to that. is a, in, a, in the first game. Oswald is uh, framed as sort of not the not you know the misunderstood villain. Yeah, like, yeah. he's grumpy. That uh, not the dwarf, but actual the emotion of grumpy that uh, <laughs> that uh, Mickey went on to have this success, and then everyone forgot about him. That's kind of the, that's kind of the theme to the game. Spending his time sort of creating this, uh, you know, his version of Mickey's life in this other world, essentially. It's like the through the looking glass sort of situation going on with it. So, And people, that game does not get as much love as it should, that first game. I th- yeah, no, I like both games an awful lot. I mean, obviously, I've got a bias going into it, and there's the complaints people had were about the way the camera worked in that game, and it's a valid criticism. It's a you know real junky camera system, but I think just um, for what it is, it's exactly what I wanted it to be. And it's you, you had the uh, special paintbrush wee nunchuck. I did. I even had the collector's edition of the first game, which came with a Mickey Mouse figurine and a DVD of Mickey Mouse shorts on it, which there weren't very many of those at the time. Like there was the Disney treasures and then that DVD. Hidden short on the game disc as well. Yes. They did put some, there was some unlockable stuff going on with that. So that game's all right. Yeah. We go back and play it. Yeah. It's rough. Playing Wii stuff 
you know, being forced to do motions and things is kind of awkward. And, so, it, and it didn't have pro controller support either, so. Yeah. yeah. So the second game uh, was on more systems, so you could just play it as a normal video game with normal camera controls and stuff, so that was fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that, that's kind of like where I kind of like, oh, that's right, I like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's pretty- like well, I, we're not. I think we'll save color stuff, like the more yeah. modern stuff, for next week on his actual birthday. But like, even when you get to the um, his first color cartoon, we'll just talk about the first color cartoon because it is one of my absolute favorite Mickey Mouse shorts, and it's the band concert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I absolutely love the band concert. It's more a Donald Duck cartoon than it is a Mickey Mouse cartoon. It's just all messing with Mickey the whole time. Yeah, it, Donald Duck is sort of portrayed as much more sympathetic than Mickey Mouse is in this. Because, like, yeah, Mickey Mouse trying to put on a concert, but Donald Duck's just kind of having some fun. He's selling his peanuts and lemonade, but he also just wants to play some flute. <laughs> he wants to jet <laughs> toll it up on stage with Mickey Mouse. And, <laughs> and Mickey have none of it. He breaks, like... Five or six of Don like just breaks them, just snaps them over his knee, and like that's mean. <laughs> like Mickey's angry in this cartoon. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, there's been merchandise released with Mickey in that band conductor's outfit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a yeah. It's a yeah. It's always been a big. It's it, because it's the first color cartoon. It's always been a big cartoon for the company. Um, and now there's because there's a lot of um, 90th anniversary stuff, you're seeing an increase of the, th- like, like the few you get, you get Steamboat Willie Mickey, you get Band Concert Mickey, you get Brave Little Taylor Mickey. Right. And you, and you usually get like a tuxedo Mickey and just a yeah. classic style modern Mickey. Just, you know, oh. like those are the, those are the, those are the big iconic ones that they do. The, uh, so the, so the Band Concert was early Donald Duck, right? Yeah, because band concert would have been thirty five, and I think he uh, had that weird, long, creepy bill. He was disturbing looking. Yeah, yeah. I was not. A, I like the short bill, Donald Duck. Yeah, well, by this point, they'd sort of, because um, this is about a year later, they've sort of fixed him a little bit. Yeah. Um, not quite to the Donald that we know now. But he was much more duck-like early on, like long neck with the yeah, with the long beak and stuff. Like he's not particularly like he's not particularly duck-like now. He's kind yeah. of almost he's almost more hen-like than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So yeah, because Donald Duck's first appearance would have been thirty-four, and the band concert was thirty-five. So okay. yeah, about a year later, he's starting to come into his own. Um, Donald quickly overtakes Mickey. Um, uh, as most popular and uh, Mickey just sort of becomes mascot, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's the thing is like, you think about it, like at some point Mickey became this really, and I don't want to say goody two shoes character, but I guess there's not really any better way to describe him. Yeah. Well, yeah, you take, you took, you take away, when you take away the things, when you take away the Charlie Chaplin-ness, ask stuff that he's got going on for him. Yeah. You, you know, you, you know, he's, he stops sort of becoming the underdog thing. Cause that was always the, he's the little guy, uh, you know, it, you know, his foil was like Pete who was just yeah. this giant cat, you know, 
Um, so it's like, yeah, this little tiny guy fighting against the odds. And it's sort of, they, they, you know, they started taking that stuff away from him. And yeah, he just became sort of like, he's going on, he's going on a picnic and that's his story. You know, like. Making the becomes the New York Yankees. Yeah. Wait, now I'm thinking of Donald Duck as CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's John Cena from 2011. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just gonna go straight. You're just gonna always go back to wrestling. This is yes. Before I leave, I'm gonna get, I gotta get a lot, a lot of things off my feathers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, I, you know what? There's one thing I forgot to uh, uh, mention about uh, Three Caballeros. Uh, was there was a uh, there was a comic book series like uh, our, boy, Don, our boy Don Rosa did a lot of. Uh, uh, comic stuff for uh yeah yeah you're yeah. we just talking about him in or outside of this podcast situation yeah. he's uh it's in the same did, style as the uh the uncle scrooge comics yeah he was like the scrooge guy like not the original scrooge guy but like yeah. he had probably the more it's it's like the, the chris claremont of the x-men kind of situation yeah. like he didn't create the X Men, but like when you think of the X Men, you think of Chris Claremont stories. It's the same thing. Yeah, uh, which you, you boy, your... does, boy does he hate Ducktales? <laughs> which is sad. Why would you that? Because it's not because it's not his, and he never wrote it, and it's just sort of like taking these characters that he wrote and doing something completely different with it, and then he sets up booths at Comic Cons. And it's like he has to like he has signs up. There's like this is Scrooge. This is not Ducktales. It is not Ducktales. Don't ask me to sign you know your Ducktales DVDs or whatever. Does he hate the original Ducktales or the modern Ducktales or both? I I I would assume both. I I I could say with a pretty certainty that he's probably never seen the new Ducktales. Which is a shame. Because everybody should see the new, new DuckTales. Oh, the new DuckTales is real good. Well, you get to this thing now where it's like, it's probably a better cartoon in the overall sense. Yeah. Than the one that we grew up on because cartoons are made differently now. So, yeah. well, they're, kind, they're of, not... kind of bring it back to the Mickey Mouse thing you have talked about before. Like, the new Mickey Mouse shorts they're putting out are amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. They're so good. And Mickey Mouse is a troublemaker again, which I he's always a troublemaker. They, they kind of play off at a few episodes, like his his naivete. Yeah. Was, well, the thing that I like is that he's a troublemaker, but he's bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and I just like how like there's a few instances where like Donald's the voice of reason, and a few of them like what? <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, what? No. Especially like when they when they pertain to him and Donald and Goofy like in their little buddy road trip things. And yeah. Donald of reasons. Yeah, it's always it's always really interesting to have like the big three together when you have Donald, Goofy, and Mickey together in a com in a cartoon. It's a very interesting because you don't see them together very often. They were always sort of like in the early days separate. Like the only time they were ever really together were like the theme parks. Like, or, or like again, Mickey's trailer, which I love. Yes, yes, you can always go back to Mickey's trailer. Your trailer. <laughs> He's eating that corn on the cob like a typewriter. 
so good. Yeah. We'll talk about Mickey's trailer more next week when we record uh, this. We'll be recording this one probably, probably Sunday next week. So, and then we'll uh, talk about Goofy when we get to uh, uh, an extremely Goofy movie in uh, 2020. Yes, uh, no, we're not going to get to. I keep telling you those. There's a. We're following a particular guideline. They're not. Extremely Goofy movie is not part of the Walt Disney Animation Studios. Well, sorry, Max. <laughs> now, when we get to like season three or four of this series that we're doing, and maybe we'll get to. We start talking about 90s Disney cartoons. Yeah, I, listen, I think we could have a rather good series of Disney Afternoon. <laughs> Why are they talking about Mighty Ducks? <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's like now it's uh, season five. We're going to be talking. We're going to uh, episode by episode of the Gummy Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Chronological story. Right? <laughs> yeah. You think Grammy just make a bunch? Why should you make that enough for the one circumstance? Make a bunch, Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, I think that's going to cover what yeah. we need to talk this week this was more of just us having some fun talking to each other about Three Cavaleros you probably didn't learn anything about Three Cavaleros other than the fact that we hate it <laughs> because there's nothing that, <laughs> it's slightly better than Saludos Amigos which yeah. is not saying much yeah but um, next week next week is uh, the third of for the rest of the 40s but this is the third package feature that they're gonna do we're gonna be we're out of world war ii you know things are turning around disney walt disney still has no money and they need to earn money so how do you do that package features which is just shorts slammed together of incomplete things, things you had an idea of, things you can't make a whole movie out of, things you can do for cheap, and things you can do, uh, like, with, you know, what you have means at hand. So, um, so next week is Make Mine Music. Uh, April 20th, 1946 was when this came out. Uh, Which I've never seen. Yeah. Uh, very few people probably have. Uh, it's, it's not terrible. I will say that, but we're in a stretch where the movies are like, you just, you just, you're just counting down the days until we get to Cinderella, which is uh, the, what ends all of this. Um, it puts into this madness. Yeah. It puts it into the, I mean, it's got some good, it's got Peter and the wolf and, um, Casey. Casey and Matt. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I've seen parts of it, but not the whole thing as. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, uh, they call it a happy comedy musical. And like, that's, it seems fair. It's a little fast and loose with the word comedy. But, <laughs> uh, you know. Entertaining. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, we're out of World War II. So things are going to start, you know. Becoming just more about cartoons and less about make making a statement. So, except unless it's a statement at the McCarthy hearings, which hey, we'll talk about that. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's uh, 
that'll be fun. I it's been twenty years since I've seen Make My Music. So <laughs> yeah, and I've uh, and I've, I I saw Casey's Bat like a few times, like just kind of piecemeal over the years, and I gen- I genuinely like that short. So so yeah. Yeah, there's some good stuff on Make My Music, and we'll talk about it more in depth next week. But until then, I'd like to thank you all for listening again. Like, subscribe, leave reviews, do all that fun stuff on iTunes. iTunes is a good one because, like, there's more optics on iTunes. Like, I appreciate you get it wherever you want, but, like, you know, if you can, if you're finding this and you enjoyed it or you just – they're just really friendly to me. Just leave, leave a leave a little review on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Play. It's on Stitcher. So you know, it's anywhere. You know, uh, a Disney. Uh, let's see, DisneyCompendium.com takes mm-hmm. you straight to the uh, website, the where the podcast is hosted. So you can just snag the RSS feed right there if you have an app that you want to use. And. Uh, uh- you you got some material up on the site right now, right? Uh, it's co- it's working. I'm working on it. I'm working. Okay. On it. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, I I I said uh, last week that there's going to be some there's going to be writing, but it's going to be there's not much writing that you can do for these movies. I'm saving. There's it's much later once you get into the just single subject movies, right? Some good things to write about. Um, so there's there'll be writing stuff to accompany some of these podcasts coming up shortly, not right now, middle of December, I think is when we'll get the Cinderella. So yeah, and Jake is a far better writer than I am, so yeah, and I'm not particularly great. So let's really- Yeah. Well I mean Jake can write without without using the F word. So <laughs> he's got that on me. <laughs> but um and yeah the email address is uh a Disney Compendium at gmail dot com. So Send us an email if you want to talk about something. If you want to call me out on something, that's fine. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here for you. JJ enjoys confrontation. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's my favorite. Out. Yeah. Yeah. You know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it. Make my music next week. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. This sounds like fun. Yeah, be good. Good times. Uh, but until then, I'd like to thank you for again for visiting me and have a magical day.